0: Welcome to the real deal, where God, His purposes and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Linaway, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's the real deal. Hey, let's get started. Hey, I am delighted to be here today with my friend Amanda Wise. Amanda, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Really am glad. Yeah. I'm glad you came. We've thought about doing this for quite a while. Yeah. And here we are. And you have a story to tell, and I just free you. In the name of Jesus, I free you to just tell your story. It's going to be great. So um, Amanda is a beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful woman of God. Like, if you could Mm -hmm. see her, God did the packaging on the outside, and the inside is even better than the outside. So then you're like, holy
1: smoke, she's amazing. Oh, my goodness. No, No,
0: (laughs) she is amazing. God did a great job with you. Um, He really did. She's a wife and a mama and a friend and a worshiper and somebody that has been through Some stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So I just want to tell you to be free to say it. Can I ask you some of the questions I always ask people just like rapid fire right out of the gate? Okay. So don't get stressed out if you feel like you're not one or the other of these. But Uh overall, would you say you're an introvert, extrovert? Introverts. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither? Ooh. Dog. Okay. Would you say you're a morning bird or a night owl? Oh, gosh, I like my sleep, but I don't like getting up early, and I don't like staying up late, so it's like both now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. You just like sleep. I love sleep. <laughs> yeah, me too. so bad. Would you say books or movies? Books. Okay. Silence or music? Music. Leaned in or laid back? And it may depend on the situation, but overall, are you a leaned in person or a laid back person? Leaned in, yeah. Shower or bath? Shower. Driver or passenger? Driver. Yeah. It's changed. No. <laughs> oh, how, tell me what that means. What do you mean it's changed?
1: Well, I just keep thinking of like, oh, my husband and I went on a little family trip and I'm like, I have to drive. I can't even be just leaving the little passenger even our fun little road trips. Like, even just actually physically, but even yeah. It's just husband's like, Who are you now? I used to enjoy the passenger ride. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> it isn't a um indictment, but is it more of a control piece It's then? a total
1: control thing. I'm okay. learning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, have to chuckle because he but yeah, just a simple little family trip. I'm yep. like, Okay. Sorry.
0: Let me drive. Let me drive. Physically drive. I feel secure in this situation. I I feel better about it. Okay. So you know that this is called the real deal. Yes. And by the way, thank you for being one who listens to it. I love it. I really appreciate it. So my dad, RD, Richard Dean would always say, be RD, be the real deal. Just who you are, Rachel. It really helped me in life. And he would say, no phony baloney, you know, just be the authentic real deal. So is there someone in your life, Mm. um, living or maybe dead that was the real deal to you and how did it affect you
1: the real deal um i would probably say uh my probably most recent boss sean keith yeah um he was just an amazing mentor to me and he was just always very real with Mm. me and our team when i was a worship leader at our church and it's just was this relationship where I always knew like I could just be real with him. Mm. He just had a way of mentoring and just grooming people and just was always just real and authentic with us. And that was really refreshing to see within our ministry and leadership of our church. So
0: yeah. And he did groom people and sometimes you can't groom people if you don't know who you are. Correct. He was just real with himself and knew
1: who he was. And I think that that helped me, I think, especially as, A millennial in this society, in this world, I feel like it's really easy as a woman, too, to just always be looking for other things and the other outside influences. And even as a worship leader, it's like I didn't feel comfortable and I wasn't able to grow until at the end of the day, I knew who I was and was comfortable with myself. Yes. And... It's still a work in progress and yeah. still learning. I, um, but for me, it was just, okay, this is who I am and this is what you're going to get whether yeah. you like it or not. And yeah. it wasn't until I just released all that worry of what others thought that, yeah. that he was always just really influential that way.
0: So. Yeah. That is so good. Do you yeah. remember ever uh, like a phrase or something that he would tell you that would help you go, wait a minute. or I mean, yeah. I'm not asking for one, is there? Yeah. No, it was funny. For him, it was always a look. <laughs> He'd always, like, if he
1: knew that I was off or something was going on or there was a distraction. Yeah. Um, and if you ask any of his other team members that had worked with him, would probably say the thing, same thing. You could just turn and look and be like, that's the Sean look. Like, just bring it real. Just get real. Just let it go. You're here to lead. You're here to, you yeah. know, let it go. Yeah. And, um, and it was a fatherly figure thing for mm-hmm. me, too. Like, there was just those moments where I could be like, oh, you know dad maybe caught me or yeah. So he's going to kill me if he ever hears that. And he's like, yeah, I know I'm old enough to be your dad. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a look. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It aren't looks amazing. Oh yes. They the communicate language. so much. Oh. And sometimes we don't even know we're given a look. I know. Oh, Michael I'm and so I bad. were walking yesterday and we were walking down the street and I wanted to see if this man coming behind us was still um, making his way toward me. Cause I kind of felt like I was supposed to pray for him to be honest. That's yes. what it was. So I was yeah. like, is he catching up or is yeah. he lying behind? Did you, and he goes, you have like a Terminator face on. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, you're like, look at And I said, I'm oh, thinking, I'm thinking 16 right. thoughts at the same time. Yeah. I'm wondering anyway. So yeah. the look, D- does your husband have a look? He gives. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, do yeah. you have a look? Oh, I'm sure
1: he's nice enough to not tell me what it is, but no. <laughs> Yeah. That's
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Sean was the real deal. He is. He's not dead. He is, right. He's just out of our lives, right? (laughs) Right, right. Now?
1: Moved, yep. But we still keep in great contact with their family. Good.
0: And stuff. So, yeah, it's good. Isn't but, it amazing the way God brings people into our life? Seasons. For yes. each other. Like, there's something Amanda did yeah. that Sean needs. There's yep. something that Sean has that Amanda yeah. needs. It's yeah. just, it's really just cool. This, and it's hard to have them go then. Right.
1: The team dynamic. I do. I miss that. I
0: miss that season.
1: But I know that that season prepared is preparing what's to come. Yeah. And just, um, yeah, their whole family was just so supportive and inspiring Mm -hmm. and just carrying throughout the really hard trial that my family went through and we went through. And it's just, um, yeah, it's just a blessing. No, no, never forget it. So,
0: because, you know, so let's talk a little bit about that because I think your story and, um, what God has brought you through. It's interesting to me that you may have a perspective now that you wouldn't have had a year ago or Mm -hmm. two years ago just in who you are and how you approach life. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit. Well, share what you want to share about yeah. what you went through. Sure. And how it's affected you. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, I was thinking about, I'm like, oh, birthday's coming
1: up. Be 31 next month. What? Which is kind of weird when you're like, when you always have that birthday coming up, you're yeah. always like, okay, let's, let's reflect. Let's yeah. not go back. Good for you. And in the season of rest where I'm in yeah. now, um, it's really just forced me to kind of realize that this is our culture. We do not just take that season to yeah. rest and to just look back and think back again. And did you fight it? Oh, rest? completely. Yeah. And I also think too, it's just it's our, our human nature. Like even when I was working for working within the church and everyone's like, well, what are you going to be doing next? Or now you're healthy again, or now are you going to be singing again? And I'll share a little bit more about that. But yeah. And even at the time where I really felt like God was calling me to leave ministry, not knowing what's to come. Everyone was like, well, where are you going to go? And I just felt like, I don't need to tell you. Like God has told me, I don't even know what it is yet, but I just know it's not here right now. And people, our nature, we just, our human nature just doesn't, doesn't grasp that. And that's, what's been so like passionate that just put on my heart because it's like, We just need to be okay with those seasons of rest. That's right. And I'm just blessed that I can be in that season and to not have to worry about tomorrow, but that's what the Lord says. And if I have
0: family and friends that don't understand, you know, (laughs) so be it. Right. And it's not even like a... Oh, those people. But it is so ingrained in us that you don't we, move yeah. from A until you know no. everything about yes. B. And yeah. you've you've stepped on B. Right. You've explored B. Yeah. You, you've tested it. Right. Then now you can step onto B. Yeah. But that's not kingdom. No. Not he told all. Abraham, you're going to go somewhere. I'm not even going to tell you where it is yet. Exactly. But you're yeah. going to leave everybody and pick up everything. Right. How scary. But yes. not scary when you know who you travel with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or that trust yep. is um, such a big part of the fact. I just applaud you Mm, in taking a season (laughs) of rest, (laughs) even when people don't understand. Yeah. And it's
1: hard. It's hard when you run into old friends and um, those members from church that, you know, they look at your gifts not being used too. and sometimes they'll say that and it's Mm. really hard to hear. And it's just been a time of really reflecting like, you know, but I knew that worship leading was just a door. Like I had so many people tell me that Mm. we're just like, this is just a door of what's to come. And at the time, like you said, looking back two years ago, I used to get angry Mm. because even people would tell me that two years ago and I'd be like, but worship bleeding is where I'm at. This is what I was gifted to do. This is what I was groomed to do. Mm -hmm. I did it for five years at our church and I loved it and I grew and I thrived, but I also realized I was getting in that pace of just working in ministry. Yeah. And it's taxing Mm -hmm. and it was a lot. Mm -hmm. And I now know like, I suffer from what I didn't even know was a condition of yeah. chronic stress. And I'm going, that's an actual thing, you know? Tell me a little bit more about it. Does that mean you just always have to stay I just up? always am going and going and going. And it actually physically affects my adrenal glands. And wow. talk about what stress can physically do to the body. And it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm 30-something. Yeah. And I look at my husband, and he's such a mover and such a doer. Like, yeah. he can work 50-hour weeks and still want to, like, train for a triathlon. You know, it's just... Yeah crazy to me. And here I'm on like, um, if I don't get my eight hours of sleep, I'm a basket case. Yes, yeah. but that's
0: just the way God designed me. <laughs> yes. And to embrace it. That but is you. that's
1: really what I've had to do yeah. is just be embracing the fact that, you know, I always prayed like, God, would you just give me not necessarily a condition, but would you always just give me a reminder of why I continually need you? And honestly, that physical health for me has just been, I mean, I can't go to a doctor appointment without just having that mental check. And yep. once you've had your share of health issues yeah. and the waiting trial and those seasons, it's like, you just are never the same again. And I thank God for it because it's just that constant reminder of how out of control I am. Mm. And it's just good. Yeah. So release.
0: <laughs> control really is an illusion, right? Yeah. We think we have it until Mm -hmm. we know we don't, Right. (laughs) I mean, until we know we don't. Yeah. So I remember going back a few years ago and the not assignment, because that sounds too funny, but one of the things that we were asked to do as prayer team was just to go mill around in the atrium area, the sanctuary, not the sanctuary, but outside and Mm -hmm. just greet people kind of during the time where missionaries were there and other ministries and it was to thank God for them and bless them. Mm-hmm. And that was the only assignment, just thank God for them and bless them. Sure. And so we were really kind of purposely looking for particular people that are out in the you know, yep. mission wow. field or yeah. whatever, Yeah. <laughs> and would they be coming through the lobby? And to say God highlighted you would be something that people might be like, well, why? All sure. I know is I saw you mm-hmm. and you weren't behind a table and you weren't for one of those ministries, you were in our church as ministering right. always, you yeah. know? And I feel like God went right over there, go. Mm. And I'll never forget it Yeah, because I I, I was, yeah, I (laughs) I was with my friend and we're like, well, I said, I don't care if the the rules, because you know what I mean? I'm a little bit of a rule follower, but it's like, they they really didn't mean you couldn't go bless somebody that was on our staff and part of our church, you know? So I was like, I went over and I don't remember what we prayed. We just thanked God for Mm -hmm. you and blessed you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't too much later that you found some things out. Yes. And I feel like God did draw me there.
1: Yes. And so tell me kind of what
0: unfolded from that point on. You know, I was
1: thinking back to that day too, because I remember that we, my husband, I mean, we've been, my husband's gone to that church for years and he said like, I've never had anybody pray for us that way. Mm. And I just remember afterwards too, he kind of had this look like we joke about, we joked about it then. Oh yeah. But now Mm. when we go back and like reflect like I said you go back and you go oh my word lord what were you meaning there what did you mean there cuz mm. I remember what you had prayed for yeah what did and mean? it was some things in regards to health as well too and just being able to keep positive and stay encouraged within ministry. And it was starting to get really taxing for mm. us in our relationship. And I just, like you talked about the look, my husband totally had the look at the time, like,
0: mm. no, <laughs> Holy Spirit knows. Oh yeah. As it's coming out. Right. I don't even yes. know. Right. Holy you don't Spirit even know what you're.
1: Yeah. What am I say? What am I praying for? But we, yeah. And, um, mm. but yeah, it was shortly after I remember, like I said, I was, um, serving as a worship leader for about three and a half years and just really ingrained within ministry. And, um, doing the day to day tasks of ministry, I loved, and I was always pouring into our church, but I also knew that family life was starting to take a toll it was starting to become affected and my husband travels a lot for work and I always justified the fact that okay um, I'm serving God's kingdom I'm serving my local church you need to be supportive of it and he always was but I started to let the family take a back seat and um, I just kept my center focus of what i needed to do for my team and that's just i've always been that ladder climber or that corporate driven so it just seemed natural for me and i just was always looking to the next thing and meanwhile then i remember just going starting to feel really drained Mm -hmm. really tired again that stress thing i didn't know about any of these health issues until much later but just extreme fatigue like i felt like i was three months pregnant and definitely wasn't so i'm like what is going on here lord and it wasn't until I went to sing for service, like we always do. We have our Saturday night service, yep. three on Sunday morning
0: with rehearsal during the week. It's taxing. It's yep. a lot. And some people may be listening and thinking, okay, you sang once on a Sunday. Right. No, it was a demanding yes. schedule, right? right? Rehearsal, you said? Yep. And Rehearsals, then you have one Saturday. Hours. It was yep. three at the time on yep. Sunday. That's a lot. Yeah,
1: it's a lot. And then plus you're always learning the new material. Mm-hmm. There's new songs. And so... Yes. Your volunteers that make Sundays happen, they are serving for the kingdom yep. and there is always something that's left behind because of them serving. It's yep. a lot. But yeah, I went to sing and I just remember feeling like I didn't have the control in my voice throughout a song Sang just fine, five minutes prior to. And it was like, the notes just weren't coming out. There was, there was air. It was just a really odd experience. And it was that deer in the headlight look, I'm sure everybody saw. I'd love to go back and actually look at the service. I never have. Because it was in the middle of a 930 service. Okay. And it just wasn't coming out. And I pushed it and I'm looking at the lyrics and I literally felt the Holy Spirit just come over me and go, you're not well, something's wrong. Wow. And it was a huge distraction. For me, because I'm in front of everybody. But I just knew, I'm like, something's not right. And the team dynamic that I had, I mean, I was the only female. I worked with a bunch of guys, yeah. a bunch of musicians. They're, oh, you're fine. Eat some potato chips. Yeah. You know, you're strained. Have, you know, take some bacon. I don't know. Take grease. <laughs> just grease something. <laughs> just out do gonna... something. But I remember going,
0: no, you guys, like, something's not right. What a gift oh. from God, though. Honestly, that he gives us like a... He so does. Internal And I'm just something.
1: learning... To pause and to just take initiative of the fact that he speaks that way and how awesome that it is. Because I'm learning, like, man, I wonder how many times he has spoken to me that I've missed it because I've been too focused and too busy. Because yeah. he knows us so uniquely. He knows how we're wired. He knows how to speak to us. That's and so good. He just that's how he just grabs a hold of me. And then he's done that so many times. Even you know the four years after here and. Um, but yeah, I just remember having that pit, that feeling like, were you scared at all? Oh, completely. Because I knew it was really bad. I knew I wasn't going to the, like, everyone's like, Oh, of course you go to the extreme. It was cancer. I knew when I went into the ear, nose and throat doctor, I waited a week and, um, it was voice wasn't coming back. And then finally, Sean, Keith, our pastor was like, just go to the doctor, go get it looked at. And my husband's one of those people too. He's like, you don't need the doctor. You're fine. You know? And he was like, no, just go, go look. Wow. So both of them yeah. said go. Yeah. I they'll... had multiple people like, just go. Okay. They probably were sick of me complaining about it all week. No, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, went into the doctor and, um, she had confirmed what every vocalist fears, which was vocal polyps, nodules on your vocal cords from overstrained and being well used. And I'm like, oh, I've read all the stories. All the things you yep, can do is yep, rest. Yep. I'm like, I sing for a living. I'm a worship leader. What do you mean I have to rest? I can't not miss the weekend. Like that's my
0: paycheck. What? Yep. And it was just so hard to hear that. Partly career, partly ministry, but yeah. partly identity, right? Like, Very much so. I think our identity like. needs to almost to come under assault. Yeah, for us to really realize what our true identity is. Do you know what I mean? Almost anybody gets it, whether it's, anyway, go on. So like you're, that's what you do. You sing. This is
1: my identity. This is, this is my gift. I'm using it for the Lord. Right. But this is so much of who I am. And that's what I related to. Like I was just painting this picture of everything that God wanted me to, to become or so I thought, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm serving him. And I always just was constantly justifying that. But yeah, the, so here I thought, oh, vocal polyps, and I'm like, okay, well, tell me what I need to do, gargle, salt water, do whatever yeah. I need to do, get me on my way here, and I remember just being almost out the door, and she, within the, um, within the room, and she goes, no, 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 I completely forgot, let's do, I always do an external throat check, because she's like, I need to always just cross my T's, and yeah. my I's, she's like, that's what I do, I'm sure you're fine, you know, mumbling under her breath, and She's putting her hands around my neck and she wouldn't stop in this one spot. She's having me swallow and I'm going, okay, what's that? And she's like, that's your thyroid. That's very odd. I feel a lump either in or on your thyroid. And she's like, how long have you had that? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was the Adam's apple. I mean, I know ladies don't yes, have it, yes. but I was it central? Or a little it was off right to the side. A little off to the side. Okay. But it's one of those things. I mean it's just a lump. I mean, there's yeah. so many imperfections, right? I don't know. Right. Like, okay. And she said, well, I want to get you in for a biopsy and we need to get a ultrasound of this. And she just, the moment that she found that lump, it was like, I'm standing in the waiting room with this receptionist and it's going from zero to 10 like that. Yep. And she then, hits
0: hyperspeed. She starts getting you. Yeah. She yeah.
1: was just nonstop going and her pace started freaking me out. But as I'm standing there just watching this receptionist get everything all organized and the doctors were amazing and getting tests in and mm. the whole time I'm going, I know what it is. I know it's bad. I knew it was cancer before any tests came back. Like I knew just because I remember that moment with the Holy spirit and it was just like everything had paused. And I remember calling my husband after and him stop freaking out. You don't know yet. He was he's very optimistic. He's always yeah. very positive. That's how he is. He keeps talks me off many lenses, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time, I knew what was ahead of me. And um, anybody who's gone through anything medical knows that nothing happens fast, it seems like, medically. Like, you always have to do these tests and blood work and doctor appointments. And yeah, that was, like, my first taste of just waiting. So here I thought, I remember going, Lord, here I thought I'm going to be waiting for the vocal polyps to go down. And now I'm waiting to find out what exactly is going on in my body and talk about learning how to not have any control. Yeah. Like, I just remember being like, I just want to be healthy for my family. I don't care anymore. Like I just losing it, you yes. know? And days later I found myself walking into to freighter cancer center, um, and in Tosa and meeting a team of doctors. And I'm like, this is the reality. And we don't even know what it is yet. Right. But why are you having me meet me here? I'm like, hello, I know what it is. Like, okay. And um, they had told me that, yep, you've got papillary carcinoma in the thyroid. It was the largest I saw in a female for my age. And they just wow. started shooting out all these facts about the way it was positioned, how it was touching my vocal cords, maybe causing me to sing wrong. And it was like, okay, everybody would tell you, those of my friends that had experienced thyroid problems, well, you know, if you're going to have any type of cancer, thyroid's like the one to have. It's very curable. And it was like, oh, my word, this is not going to help me feel better. Oh, and I just, I laugh at it now because how many, and anybody listening, like, let's just chuckle about it because how many times do we find ourselves in those situations where you're like, why did we even, why do we bother saying that to helping someone feel better?
0: I think there should be a book of what not to, to say. What not to because say. honestly, it's because we're trying to care, but it comes out so sideways. Oh, it's just I laugh now. At the time, I'm like, oh my goodness, the nerve! But it, yeah. I just have to
1: chuckle about it now. I'm sure I've done, you know. But um, but yeah, so here I am being optimistic and positive, like okay, like we're gonna be able to go ahead have the surgery and everything is gonna be okay, mm-hmm. but. Meanwhile, we know that we don't know if the vocal cords are going to be okay. And I really suffered with that because here, like you said, this was my identity. This was finally something that I found that God gifted me with and I felt like I could use. And um, it was a little bit before Christmas Eve and I went into singing our Christmas Eve services knowing like this might be the last. And I remember... being being the last time you sing sing because your voice right i had no idea i was i had the surgery scheduled after the um new year and of course more waiting so they were like you enjoy your christmas with your family you enjoy being able to sing and to serve that way and i just remember going why would the doctor set this up that way like telling i just felt like it was like this is going to be the last the way he was last yeah hurrah you know Mm -hmm. like i had no idea i'm like Well, I love your confidence. Great. No. So I just went into the service just really thinking, unfortunately, negatively. I wish I could have said like, okay, I forgot this diagnosis. I'm giving this to the Lord, but I went through anger. I went through this extreme amount of anger and just confusion because I had a very close relationship with, at the time, thought with the Lord. And I just didn't understand, of course, why he was doing this. The reason behind it, what this was doing to my family, and I've honestly felt it's sad. I look back at it now, and I felt bad what I was doing to my church family because mm-hmm. I knew the pressure of what was going to be happening with my team with Christmas and Christmas Eve service planning. I'm like, I'm letting them down. Like, I, I just, and it's just horrible to think that that's the way my mindset was at the time because, mm-hmm. because I just cared about the team so much and what was going to happen to the church and what was going to happen to services, you know, but. Yeah, I went into Christmas Eve, and I'm not going to lie, I had a couple moments within, within preparation for Christmas Eve that I just was like, I'm angry, I'm annoyed, my heart's not where it should be, and I was singing Silent Night. And Silent Night is one of those carols that I just feel like it just flows. It's so easy. So I'm sure that was the time that the (laughs) Lord was like, okay, I can do this to you without confusing you. (laughs) And the Lord just came over me and literally whispered in my ear and just said so clearly, you will use your voice for many reasons. And I just knew, like it was in regards to what I've had mentors and just prayer warriors, pray over me, like worship leading is just a door. Mm. And at the time, again, because worship leading was so much my identity, I was a little like angry, annoyed, but okay, this time I heard it from the Lord. And what do you mean, God? Like, where could this go? Yeah. And I, it was that overwhelming amount of peace, just Mm. assuring, knowing that like, if I can't sing again, that's okay. I have no idea why or what I'm going to do like a worship leader is hired for a church to be able to sing, that's okay. Like, it was just, yeah. I had that peace going forward that made me realize whatever happens in the surgery happens in the surgery. And I had just this calmness moving wow. in the next week and had the surgery. All is calm. All is All calm. All is bright. All, right. Like, yes, totally. That's great. true, too. It's like, <laughs> like, ah. I wow! Know. So it was just just amazing feeling getting through the services yeah. and, but and then no one would know. Yeah, I mean, not no one. Yeah, overall, right? I mean, I didn't share either. I mean, I think there was a few. There's um, there's a few of our team members that afterwards I remember walking off the stage and I just bawled. Yeah, and one of my sweet friends, Elizabeth came up to me and was just like, Amanda, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm happy. I'm okay. I'm just bawling because I just had this peace. Like that was the peace that I was needing and just comfort. Like Mm -hmm. I just was like, whatever happens, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And there we are a week later, my husband and I are rolling into surgery and the surgery goes great. Everything goes fine. And I could talk after and he said, "We hey, the doctor comes in and vocal cords not touched. Everything's okay. And guess what? You're going to be able to leave for the day. And I'm like, what? I don't even have to stay overnight. Everything was wow, great. Right? Like, okay, they do that now. I mean, I know they push you out really fast, but I was just so excited. But at the same time, a little worried and like, okay, wow. Everything really went to plan. Thank you, Lord. Like you really did pull through. Just like you said you would, okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is good. Uh, yeah, I remember Steve and I were getting ready to leave then. And it was a really fast surgery. I mean, I remember him joking. He was like, it was like only 40, 40 45 minutes that you wow. were under. I'm like, okay, this is, wow, thank you, surgeon.
0: Like, everything was great. Wow. And I'm... When they told you about it, did, yeah. did they say it was pretty much all contained? Or could they even tell yeah. scan-wise? Or everything
1: how- was all contained. The I remember after that first surgery, the blessing was he had told me, he was like... It is only on the left side of the thyroid. Okay. Everything was clustered together. So okay. we were able to remove that and some healthy tissue. So you're able to keep the other right side of your thyroid. And I remember the doctor, he was so sweet. He was like, And lady, I don't know what type of juju you have. I was like, Juju. Interesting. Oh my. He called the Holy Ghost. Right. King of the I'm universe. Like, Let me tell you. He goes, Juju. He goes, you, You're tumor itself shrank. He said it was about the size of silver dollar and it shrank down to about the size of a dime. Wow. And I'm like in a month. And I had changed my diet. I had kind of yeah. done. But I'm like wow. Okay. That was only the Lord. Yeah. And it was because of that size that I know that vocal cords you know had not been touched right. and everything that made it much easier for him. So it was like thank you God. So my husband and I were getting ready to leave and I remember standing up trying to get dressed and my husband looked at me and just, like, saw this huge, like, my neck, he said, had just swollen up. And to the point where there was no definition in it from my chin to my collarbone. Wow. And I went, what? He's like, you need to lay back down. So he had me lay down. The emergency page the doctor. Sure enough, I had internal bleeding, they thought. So what was supposed to be this easy, simple little surgery? I was going to be, I mean, I had not eating anything the night before. I had the surgery first thing in the morning. It was now like one o'clock. They're like, You need to get back down. We need to get you into surgery again. It turned into the whole day experience. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Wow. So second anesthesia, more breathing tubes, all that stuff. I woke up, I mean we were there all day. I woke up, it was almost eight o'clock at night and My husband just... I woke up next to him, and he just had this, like, panic look on his Mm -hmm. face after. And he goes, do you know that surgery was almost four hours long? Yeah. They couldn't find the capillary that wasn't tied off. And I remember trying to talk, and I couldn't talk. Yeah, And then I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And I just
0: because prior, right? The first surgery, you could speak. I could speak
1: like, so I knew, okay, he had some trouble. Um, and we didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And I knew breathing tubes, all that took a really hard toll, but made it through the evening and made it through the night. And, um, the next day, everything was on our way to go back home and just heal and just rest. And my church family was amazing. Everybody reached out to me and, was just really encouraging and supportive. But meanwhile, I went back to that anger because I was really frustrated with how could this happen? Why is that? And if there's anything that I've learned, I'm like, oh, my goodness, my stubborn human nature. And I was just reading about this in scripture the other day Mm. and in a blog, too how God constantly has to reteach us something, you know? And yeah. I felt like that was it for me because it was like, I grabbed hold of the fact that, oh, he's going to provide. I'm trusting. And then he'd reteach it. The exact same thing. Like, nope, you don't completely have this little yeah. trust. We thing never taken. fail. He
0: just lets us do it again. Yeah. And yeah. again, <laughs> and again, you're
1: going to fall to your knees again. And then you'll get back up. You're going to get back up, but you're still going to fall mm-hmm. to your knees. Yeah. So it was weeks and weeks of therapy and doctor appointments and, then having that six week mark going, oh, you should have your voice back by now, you know? And then again, talk about those things that people say to you that come right. to you and be like, you should, you're still not talking? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, it could be the breathing tubes or
0: oh It was just- It was almost like you had a whisper was all you could yes. do, right? I remember meeting yes. with you. And yeah. were you writing things down? Were you supposed to just have complete vocal They wanted rest? me to keep using it. Okay, to I try remember to bring... ta- yeah trying to talk. So yeah, it was just that heavy,
1: Almost, yeah, like that deep, raspy, almost airy, smoky sound. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So I could get the notes and words out, but I had no control vocally. Like sometimes I'd try to sing and yeah. But yeah, I remember going to a doctor appointment and even the doctor at six weeks like, oh, I really thought your voice would be back by now. And I hear I had all this stuff like, wow, we're really not on the normal track here, people like, okay, this is not right and I was so blessed that I worked for, um, a team and a church that was really understanding. I mean, I could go to the doctor appointments and come back yeah. and I remember coming back just so discouraged. And, um, Sean, our pastor, he looked at me, he's like, what is wrong? I came back, you know, and I was angry and I'm like, the voice is still not back. And I had just vented and let it all out. Yeah. And then he would, in his fatherly way, it's like, you sit down. He's like, here's the thing. People... Don't care necessarily what you're going through or what you have, but they're watching you to see how you're responding to it. Because we know that this isn't what you would want designed for yourself. But I had so many people, that was it, so many people watching. And it was as if a little switch had flipped in me where I'm like, yeah, I don't even care the outcome anymore. They need to see how I'm responding. Mm -hmm. And... That was just like such an eye-opening moment because it was from that moment on just like really letting it go. We had prayed and days later, weeks later, just having this again, that peace, that overwhelming sense of peace. And I went back to that moment within Silent Night of Christmas services and went back to just those moments where I felt like, okay, God, again, this is all in your control. I don't care anymore what I'm doing as long as it's for you. And I just want to be healthy. And I thank you for all that, you know, he's taught me and to just trust him with whatever it is. And um, I just released it. Wow. And it was just this calming piece, you know, that calming piece that people talk about that you're like, really? Yeah. What does it feel like? You can't describe it just yeah. as the Holy Spirit comes to meet each and every individual in a unique way. Mm-hmm. You can't describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of days later I was walking around my home and I was doing some laundry and I was humming and just like, you know, I always do like hum around the house and yeah, talk yeah. to myself, I do it, whatever. It made, oh, <laughs> it's a like, sign I'm of alone. intelligence. Yeah. I love it. I, I talk all the time. Okay, I sing I'll all tell, the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm humming and doing the laundry and the humming turned to singing and the singing turned to belting. And I just fell to my knees cause I was just in shock that like that it came back. And I just remember wow. saying, Thank you, Lord. Like, I just let everything out. And I'm a pretty, like I said in the beginning, I'm an introvert. I'm pretty reserved. I'm yeah. quiet. And I'm even a little, like, timid and shy around my husband. Like, I would used to be, like, the type of person I'd lock myself in a closet or a bathroom to practice worship songs. Because it's like, I don't want to hear all that. I want to see all that. No. <laughs> but it was that moment in the secret that I just had released everything. And I just started praising him and I was just so thankful and just this huge sense of peace and joy. And at the time I literally wasn't even thinking like, I don't, it doesn't matter if I don't sing again. Like I, you gave me it back, but yeah. I don't need it back. Like I was just so yeah. thankful. And I remember going back into work the next day and just be like, I can sing again, you guys. And everyone's like, Oh boy. Okay. Do you what? even
0: think your song changed? Okay, Yeah. so like, yeah. not that somebody sitting in the pews would know, but do you feel like your song changed? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. Well, and reason, I feel like demean- I witnessed it.
1: Yeah, the demeanor of just myself, of how I, yeah, the worship for me completely changed. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing now, even, even as the season of rest, because I always say, you you're not a worship leader anymore. No, I am a worshiper still. You know? oh yeah I mean Can't take that, that away from no, me no matter what. like that's what God calls us to do mm-hmm. as the Holy Spirit is within us he calls us to be the worshiper yeah and no matter where I am like it, worship doesn't have to relate just to the music right. that was so much in my life and how he spoke right. to me but yeah I mean it was just my whole outlook on life has completely changed that way and and I you know looking back Now, like, I'm like, okay, birthday's coming and looking back in the seasons of that I've gone through the last two years, it's been a lot, but it's such a good place to just be here and pause yes, and to look back and go, wow, see what I was doing there. See that moment and just reflect on it. And whether it's speak about it, share with others, pray about it. It's just, I'm in awe of what he does in the secret. Yes. And I remember having a really good friend of mine tell me that and just be like, God blesses those moments of Mm -hmm. the secret. And that's really where I feel like I am right now. It's God was calling me then a year after. I just felt like this nudge, like he was telling me to leave ministry. Yeah. And that was a really scary thing for me to do because I didn't have a place to go. Yeah. My husband was like, you obviously need the paycheck. Right. We need to keep going. Like, what do you mean? And I remember going, okay, Lord, like, I'm just going to pray about this. I have this huge nudge from you. My husband's not supportive of it. Yeah. I have no idea what you want me to do. And meanwhile, our church was going through a lot too. And we could start to see a little separation there and people moving on. And I'm just kind of going, okay, what's, what is all this yeah. lining up to be? Yeah. And it was as if God's like, there doesn't need to be a bee. I just need you to leave. And I want to just work on you. Yes. And just be with you. Yes. And, then, that's the awesome thing. That's all God wants. He wants your individual soul intensity just connected to him, you know? Yeah. It's just been good to be here and to look back of like, wow, all those little secret moments and Mm -hmm. what is he going to do? And what's Mm -hmm. to come? and What's he stirring now? And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just a place of rest
0: and it's been good. So almost any biblical character that we think that has done incredible things has had a season Mm-hmm. where David's just out tending the sheep thinks it's just tending sheep. Yeah. Doesn't know he's going to be king. God knows he's going to be king. Yeah. I'm just a little shepherd boy. No, you're king. Yeah. Right? Moses, I'm just a mumbler. I, I don't I can't do anything. I'm not a yeah. leader, you know. No, no, right. no. You're a deliverer.
1: Yes, yeah. So
0: who we see ourselves and God used Moses in the time where he's been removed. He's, mm-hmm. you know, already killed the Egyptian guy he has on the run. Right. The obscure he's really time. Where, no. yeah, he's really <laughs> you feel like you're, been, you've been voted off the island in a sense. You've been yeah. removed from whatever it is. And you haven't been, yeah. what I'm saying yeah. is you feel like there's this, sure. I'm in a place of obscurity. I'm somewhere where no one would know I'm here or yeah. whatever. But those are the secret places like you're talking about where yes. you're just with God. Yeah. So David's fighting the lion and the bear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody knows this. Right, But yep. that gives him the confidence to be with Goliath. You know, it's like just crazy okay. that those, hap- those things happen. God's planning it right. all, right? And he's good in all he's of He's so it. good. That Absolutely. is so incredible. Yeah. So you are enjoying a time I mean, of rest. Time of rest. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. So you know, at the beginning... When I was taking it, I'm like, it's
1: only been a couple of months now. Yeah. And everyone's like, they, oh, you're, well, what are you doing? I don't understand. I'm like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, taking care of my boys, <laughs> my husband and my seven-year-old son, who is keeping me busy enough, yep. you know? And yep. I'm like, I am just resting. And I uh, yeah, used to have to justify it. And how mm. sad that us as women, we do that, like... And yeah. I remember having a couple of ladies tell me, you don't need to justify it. You don't need to fill up your day with what are you doing? Like what? And I'm just blessed to be able to do that. I mean, I went from to leaving ministry, then finding out like, okay, like dealing with the chronic stress thing. Yep. I had no idea that your adrenals could be so sensitive to how you're feeling. And it's just a mental thing that yep. I have to constantly control and work on. And I'm At first, I was a little ashamed of it because that's my control. Mm I am like, really? You should be able to have this more put together. But no, honestly, that's that's just how God's wired me. And for me, it's the constant reminder to keep myself in check and realize how out of control I am of my body. And you just have to release it and let everything go to him, you know? Yeah. So it's been just the season of leaving ministry, trying to understand what to do next. Yeah. Um, because I felt like I needed to take that next. A corporate job had presented itself to yeah. me from a family friend and I thought, oh, I gotta do something. I'm, I'm the yep. one that I'm chases, I'm a doer, I'm a, doer, yeah. I'm a mover, I'm yep. a goer, okay, and I need a paycheck. So I took this job and um, it provided the bills, it took care of the bills, but then I just remember having this huge sense of, I'm not doing what you want me to do, Lord. I don't know what it is that you want me to do but I know it's not this. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And I just felt like God was telling me, you know, again, you don't need to know what it is to come. And it was all along. I had mo- I can't even tell you, Rachel. I had so many people pray and reach out to me. And just within the last few months, say the same thing. Like worship leading was just a door. You have mm-hmm. no idea what's to come. And here I am. I'm like, I'm 31 years old. I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. God, what are you gonna do with little me? But at the same time, I'm like, what I see in the mirror is only half of what could be created. Like, I'm like, okay, God, just use me for however you want. And, and it was funny. I was talking about it with my husband and Steve and I were were pretty quiet within our own faith and we don't share a lot of these like deep like conversations. And I kind of opened up and shared a little bit with him just at the time where I felt like God was telling me to stop working. And he had told me, he just looked at me and he was like, well, okay, if that's what you think. And for him, my husband to yeah. tell me to stop working was yeah. like, cause I had prayed about it. I prayed about it for years. Yeah, And he just looked at me like, okay, if that's what you think, he's like, budget, life is going to change a little bit. Yep. But if that means it's going to keep you healthy and it's going to keep you happy, fine. He would have never been that way a couple right. months ago. So I was just like, wow, answer to prayer. Yes, okay, huge. Lord, like you changed his heart. And it's just been this awesome journey now as a tag team to kind of like share. And he's been supportive and he's just like, you know, people watch you. That is one thing that people have always watched and listened to you. And he's like, use your platform for however you want and I'll be supportive of it. And I'm like, who is this man? No, (laughs) (laughs) But it's just been awesome to see how God's been changing his heart too. Without me even having to like really, I'm not doing anything. This is all just the Lord just... Slowly unfolding, and it's again what he's doing in a secret, and it's just been it's beautiful. It's been good,
0: yeah. And we don't have to mold other people; God's molding them as He molded us, or yes. is molding us. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really good. It's oh, good. It's so, really good. I'm so proud of you. So,
1: thanks. i has been so a lot of change. Proud it's of been, you. I know. Since
0: the last time, I know. It's you're been... just amazing, and God oh. does have amazing plans for you. Yeah, like He so. knows what's next, <laughs> but He, He's um. I think probably getting excited about what that is, but it may not be a change. Does that make sense? Because the next is still, could be a deeper level of this could be a, I don't know. I know. But it's, he's always on the move for us. Never against Against us. us. Right. Never. Yep. And that's
1: just our human way. It's like, okay, I get this little idea, this little bug, like maybe I could do this. And i like, I just like, stop seeking. I feel like he's been telling me to write and just to speak when I can Mm -hmm. and share my heart with Mm -hmm. people when I'm able to. But I'm like, okay, those were the two things, like, write and just share when I can. And I'm like, that's good for now. Yes. Like, all right. It's like, we're just going to bless those moments. And it's been good to just work on that relationship with him versus leading and serving others. Like, I know that time will come again, but in this moment, it's like, just work on you. (laughs) And he
0: may even be restoring the years the locusts have eaten Mm -hmm. in the fact that I'm not saying what you did was bad, but there was this point where you said you sort of felt like you were serving the wheel instead of your family. And he's like, no, you don't understand right now. This is getting back some of that. Because right. I'm so good That's to so restore true. anything that was taken. you get yeah. to have time with your son, you get to have more time with your husband, whatever. yeah I, I I do bless you in writing in the future and writing now may be for the future sure like while well, you have you. some yeah. time to just write yep. some of it I, down yeah. because my thought is that if God says honey, this is just for us then it is. Mm-hmm. but if not, whatever we go through could benefit anyone else. Yes do see yeah. what I mean So it might yeah. be that you've you know yeah. have something that you write down mm-hmm. that would bless someone else. Who knows? And just the yeah. honesty, the anger, the frustration, the confusion, and then the calmness, the peace—that is human God. And human. <laughs> I know, right? You know, a common friend of ours, she would always, always say to me, but we're humanoids. Yeah. Him, like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm right so now. upset about this right now. Because it takes me a long time to know that I'm upset about something. Okay. Not a long time, but I'm a little bit of a late responder. Okay. Like somebody will say, this has happened. I'm like, okay, oh, it's all going to be good. We're mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm
1: like, <laughs> what is wrong going <laughs> on?
0: You know? And so when that backlash part happens, then oh, sure. I can feel bad. Yeah. As if that's not full of faith. That's not true. You're Mm -hmm. just processing something. Yeah. You actually are allowing yourself to feel it. Feel it. Yeah. You know? Yep. I know. It's good.
1: Yeah. And that's just, I feel like us as women, whether you're a mom, a wife, I mean, you just keep going. Yeah. And that's one thing I guess I wish any listener, like, you just need to let it go and to just pause. Like, it is good to reflect and just be able to connect with the Lord again that way, however each of you are designed and wired. He knows how, yeah. to, how to speak with you. That's so good, Amanda. Yeah, so. Just giving
0: them permission, giving people permission.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. To not be on the, I used to say when I was speaking that the gerbil on the wheel, you know what I mean? That, yes. Like a hamster or a gerbil. No, on no, the no we, no. we, in fact, there would be times when people would say to me, <clears throat> so what are you doing recently or what's going on? And I'd say, mm. Oh, nothing. Just hanging out, doing nothing just to see their face. Yeah. Like, Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? What planet are you from? You, you yeah. know, because we we only give badges for how busy you are. Yes. If right. we say oh, I'm so Little busy, star. just so busy. Yeah. You know, then that would have been fine. But if I'd be like, oh, just hanging out, doing nothing, yeah. just kind of been yeah. resting, yeah. had some time of solitude. Yeah. It, I don't know what about my personality that would want to sometimes just bait them to see what their reaction right. would You're, be. Yeah. Oh, but gosh. It's true. We can. It is just, oh, Good true. for you. You're, you're, yeah. You know. You're instead or of as
1: other moms, it's like, oh, you're home. That's got to be so nice. And you only have one child. Like, <laughs> oh, my heart. Where I'm just like, was this from the Lord today, or the? You know, you just like. Oh, those moments. But it, you know, and it, everybody's different. You know, everyone is different. I'm like, yeah, I am emotional. I will admit it And my joke about with my yep. husband all the time. Like, I know I'm an emotional basket case. <laughs> I have chronic stress and I'm only 31 years old. I have adrenal gland issues. I want to sleep eight to 10 hours a day, whatever. But that's who I am. And it's a work in progress. Yep. And you got to like, I know God, in order to get to me, he had to just really knock me over the head and be like, you're down. Mm. And you're gonna enjoy this time of rest and this renewal and this time of secret, and yeah. it's been great.
0: So good. So, well, oh, I bless you yeah. in it. I do. Thank you. Thank you for blessing our audience with permission. Yeah. to be because, who they are. Yeah. That's the real deal, right? Yes. Be who you are. Yeah. Be in the season you're yep. in. Don't, yep. know that no season's forever. Right. It doesn't happen in our yep. you know seasons of yep. winter, spring, summer, and fall. And right. same with this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, would you feel comfortable just like praying over whoever's listening, yes, and then can definitely. I pray for you? Yeah, okay, be
1: great. Lord God, thank you so much for today. And I just lift up every listener here today. I just ask for a blessing over them, that they would know that ultimately you are the most real, never-changing Lord God, mm. that loves them unconditionally, and that they would just have a sense of peace in who they are through you in your name. Amen. amen.
0: Father, I thank you for this time. I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would use this podcast to bring glory to yourself to release people to be the real deal of who they are in you, God, because you make masterpieces. Mm -hmm. You give us um, things that we are to do, and you're doing them in advance for us, so we don't have to uh, plow our own row and get too tied up in things that we feel we need to do thank you for preparing in advance the things we're to do thank you for the preparation that you're doing for amanda that you're using god this time of secret and i pray god that it would be so rich that it would be like investment in a bank account that brings huge dividends i bless her god i thank you for who she is. I thank you for the plans that you have for her because they're good and not evil to give her a future and a hope. I pray you'd bless their family. I pray you'd bless their son. I pray God that you would continue to be the shield around her and the lifter of her head, that you would um, allow her to know that you do instruct her God and you teach her in the way she should go. And you're the one that counsels and watches over her. So I thank you for the way she can testify about every step of her journey so far has been ordered by you. You've been there, you've never taken off on her. And God, you have allowed her to be real with you, and that way she's able to be real with others. And I'm grateful, God, and I just bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you. It was fun. It was fun. We did yes. it. And maybe you'll come again sometime. Yes. And give I love us another it. update. That's good. All right, I bless you. You've been listening to the real deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.